Chapter 12 of Stories That Words Tell Us. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Wayne Cook. Stories That Words Tell Us by Elizabeth O'Neill. Chapter 12 Words from National Character. There is one group of metaphorical words which is specially interesting for the stories of the past which they tell us, if we examine into their meaning. Many names of ancient tribes and nations, and some names of modern peoples, have come to be used as general words. But the new meanings they have now tell us what other peoples have thought of the nations bearing these names in history. One of the best things that can be said about a boy or girl is that he or she is frank, by which we mean open and straightforward. The Franks were, of course, the Teutonic tribe which conquered Gaul, the country we now call France, in the sixth century. Unlike the English when they conquered the Britons, the Franks mixed with the Gauls and the Roman population which they conquered. But for a long time the Franks were the only people who were altogether free. From this fact the word frank came into use, meaning free. A frank person is one who speaks out freely and without restraint. The name frank has given us a word with a very pleasant meaning, but this was not the case with all the Teutonic tribes which broke in upon the Roman Empire. A person who is very uncivilized in his manners is sometimes called a goth. The word is often especially used to describe a person who does not appreciate pictures and books and works of art. Sometimes architects will pull down beautiful old buildings to make place for new, and the people who appreciate beautiful things describe them as goths. More often, perhaps, the word vandal is used to describe such people. The Goths and Vandals were two of the fiercest and most barbaric of the German tribes which overran the Roman Empire from the 3rd to the 5th century. They showed no respect for the beautiful buildings and the great works of art which were spread over the empire. They robbed and burned like savages, and in a few years destroyed many of the beautiful things which had been made with so much care and skill by the Greek and Roman artists. So deep an impression did their destructiveness make on the world of that time that their names have been handed down through sixteen centuries, and are used today in the unpleasant sense of willful destroyers of beautiful things. The words barbarian and barbarous are used in the same way. We describe a child who behaves in a rough way as a little barbarian, or a grown-up person without ordinary good manners as a mere barbarian. And the word barbarous has an even worse meaning. It is used to describe very coarse, uncivilized behavior. But most often it has also the sense of cruelty as well as coarseness. Thus we speak of the barbarous behavior of the Germans in Belgium. But when the word barbarous was first used, it meant merely foreign. To the Greeks there were only two classes of people, Greeks and non-Greeks, or barbarians, the name barbarian meant a bearded man, and came from the Greek word barbaros. The Greeks were clean-shaven, and distinguished themselves from the bearded peoples who knew nothing of Greek civilization. The Romans conquered Greece, and learned much from its civilization. 
to them all who were not greeks or romans were barbarians some roman writers like cicero use the word in the modern sense of unmannerly or even savage but this was not a common use st paul was a roman citizen for he belonged to tarsus a city in asia minor which had been given full roman rights but he was a greek by birth and he uses the word in the greek way he speaks of all men being equal according to the christian religion saying there is neither greek nor barbarian bond nor free the word slave again contains in itself whole chapters of european history it comes from the word slav the slavs are the race of people to which the russians poles and many other nations in the east of europe belong the great war has been partly fought for the freedom of the small slav nations of which serbia is one the slavs have a long history of oppression and tyranny behind them they have been subject to stronger nations such as the turks and in hungary the magyars the first slaves in medieval europe belonged to this race and the word slave is only another form of slav the word gives us an idea of the impression which the misfortunes of the slavs made on the people of the middle ages the words turk and tartar have almost the opposite meaning to slave when they are used in the general sense we call an unmanageable baby a young turk and in this expression we have the idea of all the trouble the turks have given to the people of europe since they swarmed in from the east in the twelfth century the word turk in this sense is now generally used amusingly to describe a troublesome child but a grown-up person with a very quick temper or very difficult to get on with is often described also chiefly in fun as a tartar tartar is the name of the race of people to which the turks cossacks and several other people belong the name by which they called themselves was tartar but europeans changed it to tartar from the latin word tartarus which means hell this gives us some idea of the impression these fierce people made on medieval europe an impression which is kept in memory by the present humorous use of the word it is chiefly eastern peoples whose names have passed into common words meaning fierce and cruel people our fairy tales are full of tales of ogres it is not quite certain but it is probable that this word comes from hungarian the chief people of hungary are the magyars but the first person who used the name hungarian in the sense of ogre probably did not know this but thought of them as huns or perhaps tartars and therefore as very fierce cruel people the first person who is known to have used it is perrault a french writer of fairy tales in the seventeenth century the great war has given us another of these national names used in a new way many people referred to the germans all through the war as the huns the huns were half savage people who in the early middle ages moved about in great hordes over europe killing and burning they were at last conquered in east and west and finally disappeared from history but their name remained as a synonym for cruelty the kaiser in an unfortunate speech exhorted his soldiers to make themselves as terrible as huns and when people heard of the ill-treatment of the belgians when their country was invaded at the beginning of the war they said that the germans had indeed behaved like the huns of long ago the name clung to them and during the war when people spoke of the huns 
they generally meant the germans not the fierce half-savage little men who followed their famous chief attila plundering and burning through europe about fifteen centuries ago another name with a somewhat similar meaning is assassin which most people would not guess to have ever been the name of a collection of people an assassin is a person who arranges beforehand to take someone by surprise and kill him but the original assassins were an eastern people who believed that the murder of people of a religion other than their own was pleasing to their god the arabs first called this sect by the name hashashish which the scholars of the middle ages translated into the latin assassinus the arab name was given because these people were great eaters of hashish or dry herbs the name arab itself has come to be used with a special meaning which has nothing to do with the people whose name it is a rough little boy who spends most of his time in the streets is described as a street arab and this comes from the fact that we think of the arabs as a wandering people the street arab is a wanderer also of another sort another name of a wandering people has also come to have a special meaning in english the french word for gypsy is bohemian and from this we have the english word bohemian when we say a person is a bohemian we mean that he lives in the way he really likes and does not care whether other people think he is quite respectable or not it was the novelist thackeray who first used the word bohemian in this sense bohemia is of course the name of a country in germany but it is also used figuratively to describe the region or community in which bohemian or unconventional people live the word gypsy itself is used to describe a very dark person or almost any kind of people traveling round the country in caravans but gypsy really means egyptian when the real gypsies first appeared in england in the sixteenth century people thought they came from egypt and so gave them this name another name often given to very dark people is blackamoor a name by which negroes are sometimes described this really means black moor and shows us how confused the people who first used the word were about different races of people the moors were quite different people from the negroes being related to the arabs but to some people every one who is not white is a nigger nigger comes of course from negro the moors inhabited a part of northwest africa it was also a north african people the algerians who gave us the word zwave everyone has seen since the great war began pictures of the handsome and quaintly dressed french soldiers called zouaves perhaps some children wondered why they wore such a strange eastern dress it is because the zouave regiments which are now chiefly composed of frenchmen were originally from an algerian mountain tribe called the zouaves algeria being a french possession the name is almost forgotten as that of a foreign tribe but has become instead the name of these light infantry french regiments the name of the most famous of eastern nations now spread all over the world the jews has become a term of reproach for hundreds of years after the spread of christianity over europe the jews were looked upon as a wicked and hateful people in many countries they were not allowed to live at all in others a portion of the towns was set apart for them and they were allowed to live there because they were useful as money-lenders. Naturally, the Jews, persecuted and distrusted, made as much profit as they could out of the people who treated them in this way. 
perhaps with the growth of their wealth they grew to love money for its own sake in any case before long the jews were looked upon as people who were decidedly ungenerous in the matter of money everybody knows the story of the jew shylock in shakespeare's great play the merchant of venice nowadays a person who is not really a jew is often described contemptuously as a jew if he shows himself mean in money matters and some people even use the slang expression to jew means to cheat or be very mean over a money affair another name of the nation which stands for dishonesty of another sort and much more excusable is gascon the gascons are the natives of gascony a province in the south of france it is proverbial among other frenchmen that the gascons are always boasting and even in english we sometimes use the word gascon to describe a great boaster while gasconade is now a common term for a boastful story another word which we use to describe this sort of thing is romance we often hear the expression oh he is only romancing by which we mean that a person is saying what is not true inventing harmless details to improve his story the word romance has now many meanings generally containing the idea of imagination a person is called romantic when he or she is full of imaginings of great deeds and events or we say a person is a romantic figure when we mean that from his looks or speech or from some other qualities he seems fit for adventures but romance from which we get romantic was at first merely an adjective used to describe the languages which are descended from the latin language like french italian and spanish in the middle ages scholars wrote in latin but poets and tale-tellers began to write in the language of the people the romance languages of france and italy the tales of adventure and things which we should now call romantic were written in the romance languages and from being used to describe the language the word came to be used to describe the kind of story contained in these poems and tales gradually the words romantic and romance got the meaning which they have today we have seen in another chapter that we have a number of words taken from the names of persons in ancient history we also have a modern and special use for words formed from the names of some of the ancient nations we saw that we use the word spartan to describe any very severe discipline or a person who willingly uses such discipline for himself there are several other such names used in a more or less complimentary way we speak of roman firmness and every one who has read roman history will agree that this is a good use of the word on the other hand we have the expression punic faith to describe treachery the romans had many reasons for mistrusting their great enemy the carthaginians and they use this expression fides punica which we have simply borrowed from the latin we use the expression attic or athenian salt to describe a very refined wit or humor the romans used the word sol or salt in this sense of wit and their expression sol atticum shows the high opinion they had of the athenians from whom indeed they learned much in art and in literature it is this same expression which we use today, having borrowed and translated it also from the Latin. We speak of a Parthian shot, when someone finishes a conversation or an argument with a sharp or witty remark, leaving no chance for an answer. This expression comes from the story of the Parthians, 
a people who lived on the shores of the Caspian Sea and were famous as good archers among the ancient nations. The way in which the names of nations and peoples have taken on more general meanings gives us many glimpses into history. End of chapter 12